0: St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. Exactly. Holy Hour of Power, the Terry and Jesse Show. We're here to teach you how to love God, save souls, and slay air. I'm reporting for duty. Terry, what about you? I'm reporting for duty,
1: and I thank you, Jesse, for covering for me yesterday. I was with my son up in his mountain, up in a ranch. I had a great time with him. And, uh, Jesse, it's going to be a great show because we're going to be talking about defending life. And I, I think of what my son said to me at the ranch. He said, Dad, think about it. If we can kill innocent babies in the womb, why wouldn't, why wouldn't there be mass murders out there shooting people, innocent life? Because life is cheap. And I said, well, good point. I'll bring that up on the show. Because we're going to be talking about that because President Biden said that he commemorates abortion as pro-lifers march you know, in Washington. He's saying this was a good thing as a baptized Catholic. I was going to say it right now, Jesse. I'm not going to put it off. I'm, I really believe that out of charity... The bishops, the Pope, they need to warn people like Biden and Pelosi three times, saying that they are de- they are they're going to be going to hell if they keep promoting the killing of innocent life, and if they don't heed to those three warnings, they need to be excommunicated for two reasons. One, for their own sake of their salvation, to show them the seriousness of the sin. But number two, for the rest of us who see this and say, well. Nothing's happening to them. I guess I can be a pro-abortion. You know, I could, I could be for killing unborn babies. President Biden, other Catholic prominent Catholics are for it. What's nobody seems to be stopping them. So I just wanted to get that off my chest because it was weighing on my 600 mile drive. That's what came to my mind. All right, Peter, I'll brother. tell you. I'll tell you something tell me. else. Dangerous tell me. Tell me,
0: is the Pope and bishops that don't confront them in this lifetime, oh. and they met them. They've had lunch with them, dinners with them, been to mass with them. Yeah. Or, and the, the, peop, the, the, the successors of the apostles that said nothing to them wow. are guilty of the sin of omission? I think so. Ezekiel chapter 3 is very, very clear what happens. If you don't confront the evildoer, his blood will be reckoned to your account at your judgment.
1: Amen, brother. Well, we're going to be talking about that. Also, another topic will be the issue of The Democratic Party regarding Biden, do they need him now? Back in 2020, it sounded like they did, but doesn't seem to be the case. We'll be talking on that. And my favorite topic, Jess, will be what we had done years ago about a city in Europe. It's the only divorce-free city in the world. What are they doing? And we're going to talk about what they're doing. And I love it because it's what our country and everyone else needs to be doing. Because as St. John Paul II said, the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. But just before we get to the, the soul food, and I also want to r- remind us about St. Francis de Sales, good to know file. And I just, it's a good to know file to know that Bishop Joseph Strickland, who I'll be re-interviewing tomorrow to talk about this, he's going after people like Father James Martin, who's defending Pete Botticeau's same-sex marriage as legal and legitimate. And, by, and uh, Bishop Strickland, he's not in his territory, but you know what he said? No, it isn't. You're, you're living in la la land. This goes against the gospel. And again, Father Martin and Bishop Strickland constantly argue regarding these issues. But I think someone needs to say that, Father Martin, you need to stop and knock this off because you're leading people to hell. So I, th- I thank Bishop Strickland for doing that. Well, well,
0: his bishop is guilty of the sin of omission of in Washington, D.C. It, yeah. Yeah. Terry, also today is, uh, let's pray for the Mark Houks family. Today he's starting his trial. The uh, the Biden Justice Department is uh, using trumped-up charges against a pro-life father who is simply protecting his oh, boy from God. a clinic escort, Good to and, and today his trial begins. Also, a couple of other things that are worth mentioning is uh, Catholic Vote has launched a nationwide petition calling on Congress to take action to protect churches and pregnancy resource centers uh, because... Uh, we as Americans we must demand action from the Biden administration yeah. to uh, to go after the people that are attacking Catholic Church and pro life pregnancy centers. Uh, the, the Biden administration has been silent as the pro abortion you know as a, as the pro aborts continue their violence uh, right after and this really a- happened after the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe versus Wade. That's right. Also, nearly three hundred attacks on churches. Yeah. Nothing hundreds of good. Catholics. Nothing. Have, yeah, nothing's been done. Since George Floyd's death in May two thousand twenty, Fox News reports that there have been about nearly three hundred attacks against Catholic churches. Wow. Not mosques, not synagogue, wow. Catholic churches uh as far afield as uh as Alaska. Uh and the, and uh again, as Catholics, we have to demand that uh the president do something about it. Also, the House Minority Leader, Hakim Jeffries, he says he plans to reappoint uh, Representatives Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell to the House Intelligence Committee, despite Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, vowing to keep them off the panel. So uh, they're fighting back and forth, Harry. It's uh, there, there, there is no, None. there is no harmony. None. There, there is no conversation be- on both sides of the aisle. Both of them have have hunkered down and are holding their position also last thing is that there's a massive u.s charity support for china the bill and melinda gates and ford foundations two of the largest liberal charities in the u.s combined in 2021 gave over 39 million to entities to the chinese communist party uh lord help us
1: is this microphone on I mean, give me a break, Jess. And one last thing I'll just mention, because it's going to be tied into our show. Bishop Strickland slams President Biden for aggressively denying his Catholic faith with abortion advocacy. He's been saying that for years. But, you know, the reason I think it's important to say it is because this man says he's a devout Catholic. You can't be a devout Catholic and kill unborn babies. They don't go together. And that's why I renew my commitment. And I'll mention that to Bishop Strickland. These guys need to be excommunicated. The message needs to be out that life is sacred, and I'm not talk is cheap. We need to, out of out of charity for 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 Biden, tell him he can go to hell over this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you down by excommunicating you so that you will repent and believe in the gospel. Because if I don't do that, I'm gonna be held responsible for not holding you responsible. That's my take.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, verse 31. Yep. The mother of Jesus and his brothers arrived at the house standing outside. They sent word to Jesus and called him. A crowd seated around him and told him, Mm -hmm. Your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside asking for you. But he said to them in reply, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking around at those seated in the circle, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my my brother and sister and mother. Wow. The gospel
1: of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Hey, just before you get into it, this was a, this was, I've heard you and I've done this too. People that use this uh, verse to say, you see, the blessed mother's nothing. You know, where, shall, shall Jesus put her in her place? But well, what would you tell people? Because it's just the opposite from what I can tell. But let, I want to hear your thought, thought, a-
0: thought. Absolutely. Because first of all, yeah. what Jesus is doing here mm-hmm. is is he's showing people that, uh, s- spiritual family is 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 higher and more important than natural family. Right. Th- that's exactly what he's showing. How do you become part of the family of God? Baptism. Amen. How do you stay in the family of God? By doing God's will. Because that's what God says. God's will is for us to become holy and God's will is for us to be thankful. And so when you do God's will, that means living in a state of grace, you remain in the family of God. So Mary's Mary's in the family of God in two ways, by, by natural relations mm-hmm. and by supernatural relations. Yep. Think about this. First of all, she's the only person, human being in the Bible, called full of grace. Mm-hmm. Secondly, she's the only person in the Bible that says all nations shall call me blessed she's the only person in the Bible that Jesus crowns in heaven, puts a crown of 12 stars around her head. She's the only person in the Bible (laughs) that God says you have power to crush Satan's head. Yeah. So are you kidding me? Give me a break. She's part of the family of God on a a perfect supernatural level. Vatican two in the documents, it says that we are the family of God by grace through baptism. Mm -hmm. And so, and while all our Lord is trying to do here, he's trying to show that the spiritual family is more elevated the than the natural bonds of blood. And so uh, again, when uh when 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 people try to deny the role of Mary in this, uh they are they are reading the text outside of reading the other verses about the Blessed Virgin Mary, where she says, she says, uh, behold, Uh, I am the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. If there's somebody that does the will of God in the (laughs) Bible, it's Jesus. That was today's first reading in the book of Hebrews. Jesus does the will of God the Father. Mm -hmm. Mary does the will of God the Father, be it done unto me according to thy will. And King David in Psalm 40, which was today's responsorial psalm, he says, Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. So there's three people that we know from the Bible that do God the Father's will. Jesus the Son, King David in the Old Testament, and the Blessed Virgin Mary in the New Testament.
1: Holiness consists in one thing, complete loyalty to God's will. Well said. Jesse, I want to talk about St. Francis to Sales, because are you ready, folks? I'm going to tell you how many thousands of souls he brought back to the church after the uh, reformation in his neck of the woods oh it's amazing you could fill Dodger Stadium and much more that's right. how many people he brought back personally to the faith. so we'll have that Fulton Sheen and then we'll get into our topics of the day don't forget the uh, spiritual warfare conference is coming up in March go to our website there's still room for you to come go to vmpr.org or call us at 877 526 yes and I are yes we're too blessed to be stressed a little under the weather, and we're going to still say we're too blessed to be stressed, too we anointed to be disappointed. And if Pope was funny, we'd be billionaires. Why? Because we want to do the will of God. We know that is the key and life. Right. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Okay, Jess, let's talk about the saint of the day.
0: You got it, Terry. St. Francis de
1: Sales. Yeah.
0: He was a he, he was a, one of the greatest apologists back in the Middle Ages, Terry.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, an apologist is somebody who studies the art of uh of giving articulate, well-reasoned answers for the Catholic faith. He was uh he was a bishop of Geneva. Yep. And uh a- according to history. I've read in my uh, my history books when I was at Steubenville yeah. that he brought in about 70,000 right. Calvinists <laughs> back into the Catholic Church yep. without the benefit of the Internet, cell phones, emails, radio, right, television. He would just go to the hilltops <laughs> of the city and he would preach the Catholic gospel to the Calvinist. And apparently he brought in about 70,000 Calvinists. Uh, in his lifetime as a Catholic priest, he died in 1622 uh, th- th- I mean this this man was a man's man. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was he was he was <laughs> born in, in in a French border region Yep in 1567 as a young man Francis became profoundly disturbed when contemplating the possibility of his soul spending eternity in hell yeah. and after weeks of barely eating and sleeping He went to a priest a priest gave him a miraculous medal went to confession uh, put them, he, he, he prayed in front of an image, put on the miraculous medal, did a memorari, and his life was completely transformed. He gave his, his life entirety to God through Mary. And this experience reformed the basis of his pastoral work as a bishop in post-Reformation Geneva, France. And it inspired many of his writings. Uh, one of the most famous writings that he's known for is called The Introduction to the, Defout, to the Devout Life. I have it right here in my hands. I, I read this 20-some-odd years ago at, uh, at Steubenville. And this book, really, this Introduction to the Devout Life, it's a manual on how to become holy for the common man. So if people say, I want spiritual direction, I want spiritual direction. This is the book that gives lay people spiritual direction.
1: Amen. I put that book on cassette tape back in the 80s, Jesse. It was such a powerful book for me in my own life. All right, let's bring the smartest guy in. <laughs> Full Sheen ahead. This fits right into our culture, Jess. The new atheism, Bishop Sheen says, is not of the intellect, but of the will. It is an act of free and eager rejection of morality and its demands. It starts with the affirmation of self and the denial of the moral law. Well, he just described our secular humanistic culture right now, Jess. They deny Anything from God that, that they think that uh, they are their own gods. You know, that's how I see it.
0: I'll tell you the, the highest person, uh, the highest authority in this country mm-hmm. uh, is a pragmatic atheist. His name is Joe Biden. That's true. Yeah, he lives like if there's no God, he lives like there's not going to be any consequences for his actions. In fact, Biden commemorates abortion as pro lifers marched in Washington. Yep. So we have the largest, uh, you know, uh, march in, in the United States the annual March for Life in Washington. Yep. And uh, Joe Biden takes the opportunity to take uh, to start it, promoting it. abortion on that day. That's right. So as tens of thousands of pro-life activists marched to the Supreme Court on Friday for the annual March for Life, President Joe Biden issued a pro-abortion proclamation to commemorate the anniversary of the now obsolete Roe versus Wade decision. Here's what he said. Here's what uh, unelected Joe Biden said. I call upon Americans to honor generations of advocates who have fought for reproductive freedom to recognize the countless women whose lives and futures have been saved and shaped by the Roe v. Wade decision and to march forward with purpose as we work toward together to restore the right to choose. This is what Biden said in his proclamation. And the president officially recognized January 22nd as the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, saying the Supreme Court, he said, quote, got Roe right 50 years ago, close quote. The decision, which was handed down on January 22nd, 1973, proclaimed abortion to be a constitutional right and barred states from enforcing most abortion restrictions. On January 24th, the U.S. Supreme Court fully reversed the, that decision and ruled that the Constitution does not, does not protect the right to have an abortion, returning the issue of abortion to the states to regulate as they see fit. In his announcement, Biden rebuked the conservative majority of justices in the current Supreme Court that overturned that precedent. He said millions of women live in states that impose extreme bans on abortion where doctors can be jailed for performing abortions. Can
1: I jump in? Let's read that document one more time. He says, Biden rebuked the conservative majority in the current Supreme Court that overturned the president. President." He said millions of women live in states that impose extreme bans on murder Where doctors can be jailed for performing murders. Okay, just place the word murder. What state's that happening? Yeah, but you see what I'm saying, Jesse? Put the word abortion and use the word murder, and you've got it. See, this is how crazy this is. This is why, Jesse, I say it again. They need the Pope or bishops, the Bishop of, uh, the Cardinal of Washington, D.C., He's got to st- he's got to have some guts to say B- Mr. Biden, I love you so much. I'm going to tell you what you're doing in this proclamation is at odds with the Catholic faith. You say you're a devout Catholic. I'm here to tell you you're not because I love you enough to tell you. You need to repent and knock it off and come back to life and not be promoting the killing and murdering of innocent life. And because I want to see you get to heaven. But you know what? I'm doing this for two reasons. One, to tell you that you're going to hell if with this kind of activity and two for all the people who see me do this tells them they can't have that position either so this is why jesse biden's uh you know the nation's second catholic president now his pro-abortion you know killing unborn babies position is directly at odds of the catholic church i mean you know i'm i'm joe Sixpack. read the catechism of the catholic church you know pope francis the united states catholic conference of bishops have supported pro-life legislation. We do all that, but what about going to the source and saying to the guy who's saying, you're a shepherds need to go to the flock and say, hey, what you're doing is not right. It's going against God's will. We talked about that in the gospel. It's killing innocent life. You're going to go to hell if you keep doing this. I love you enough to tell you that. I don't believe we love Joe Biden enough to tell him the truth.
0: Pope Francis is is, is, bu- is busy with uh, you, know, you know writing know. letters with, yeah. to Klaus Schwab yeah. on the World Economic Forum about ecology and about saving the planet. Uh, the problem is that the Pope, nor does Cardinal Gregory Wilton, the cardinal from Washington, they need to th- they have bo- they both have a personal relationship with Biden. Yes, love him. They need love they him. need to threaten him with a letter three or a phone time. call yeah. of excommunication. That's
1: right. And times.
0: then they have to give him a deadline to publicly repent. That's right. And if he doesn't do so, excommunicate him.
1: That's my position, Jesse.
0: Those are the two people that are going to stand tall before Jesus Christ and render an account for not doing it. Gregory Wilton and Pope Francis, it's their obligation to save his soul. Just like St. Paul excommunicated uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. A, f- uh, a son from the Corinthian community for sleeping with his with his father's wife, yeah. he excommunicated him. He says in they order to save his soul. That's right. And so, admonish the sinner. The USCCB celebrated the prayer national prayer vigil for life on the eve of the march to show its support for the marchers. According to the USCCB, the Vatican provided a statement which stated Pope Francis fully support full support for the march and his gratefulness to those who defend the right to life for the preborn. Uh.
1: But you see, Jesse, that that's not enough. No, it is. I call theory. that talk is cheap. The supply exceeds the demand. What the demand is is to tell people who are lovingly, if we're if we're committing serious sin, to tell us this is going to stop us from going to heaven, and you're a, you're you're committing this sin and stop it because I love you enough to tell you that. But I don't think again we don't love the sinner enough today because we think and this is. I'm not judging. I'm just saying objectively, it seems like everybody goes to heaven. So why tell him not to, you know, st- commit committing uh, serious sin when when many of these people that are in our church believe that the guy's going to go to heaven because, you know, nobody uh nobody goes to hell because sometimes even high officials don't even believe that there's going to be a hell.
0: Terry, this is the largest march uh largest, you know, lay march in the world. I know. And you would think at least Pope Francis would say, "Okay, let me come on on a jumbotron. You know, exactly. My, let, let me let me do a, a presentation through Zoom or Skype, and speak to all the tens of thousands of Catholics that are out there and people of goodwill, and let me denounce abortion, uh, so that the whole world could see me on this jumbotron and all the news networks could <laughs> pick me up, and denounce the 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 atrocity of abortion as one of the four sins that screams the vengeance of God to heaven." Uh, but no Terry, just you know, he puts a little statement here, you know, just releases it, maybe a little tweet, a little text, and and uh, you know the Catholic news agencies pick it up and say, Oh, Pope Francis said this, or oh, Cardinal Periline said this. That's not enough. No, it isn't. No. Yeah. And and I'll tell you yeah, our our Lord yeah. is gonna say to every one of us at our exit interview, Everyone. we call that the particular judgment, yep. he's gonna look at us and say, Either, Well done, my good and faithful servant, or he's going to say, depart from me, you evil doer. Mm-hmm. I never knew you. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. What is he going to say to, to Joe Biden at that moment, who is the most pro-abortion president ever? Biden, who funnels a half a billion dollars to Planned Parenthood every year under his administration. Abortion is a leading cause of death right now in America under Joe Biden. I wonder what God thinks about that. I, I know. A- And when Roe was overturned, Biden called it, quote, a sad day for the country. Uh, Unelected President Joe Biden has also performed two homosexual so called marriages in the White House as vice president. Biden has zero respect for the lives of the unborn and zero respect for marriage. What words will Biden hear at his particular judgment? I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing if he doesn't repent, he's going to hear, depart from me, you evildoer. I never knew you. Because St. Augustine, St. Jerome, St. Alphonsus of Liguori, all of them teach the way a man lives, so he shall die, yeah, close wh- quote. In other words, it's not likely that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Old dogs are set in their ways, Terry.
1: Yeah, and you know, Jesse, it reminds me of what Pope St. Pius X said to the shepherds at his time, and I think it applies to us now. Pope Pius X could tell Pope Francis, priests, bishops, how terrible a thing that souls can be punished for all eternity on an account of negligence of their pastors. I think it's negligence myself not to tell Biden and and Pelosi and anybody who's at odds with the Catholic faith that they could go to hell because of that. Their innocent people can be led from the path of truth because the words of inspired text were never preached to them and that the spirit of the world and of our time especially should be poured into the ill-instructed minds. This is Pope Pius X. Mm. Ill-instructed minds for want of a firm hand to check its tide. Bishop, the Holy Father says, Pope Pius X, I have a sacred duty to defend the truth openly, for God will ask me to render an account for all those souls who have strayed into the way of perdition. Jesse, that's talking to me too, to you, all of us. Yeah. We're yeah. going to be held accountable. But Jesse the pope the bishops they have much more to they're shepherds brother they're in a different more. league man i have my family
0: okay i'm the farm i'm the farm league they're the majors they're the professionals i'm an amateur farm
1: team terry yeah, compared to the responsibility i have for, in front of them i'm i'm little league yeah. i'm little league and this league. is why yeah and this, exactly and this is why we need to pray for our bishops our pope and all the priests that they will stand up for the truth because it's what sets us free it's the truth it's not being nice to people that sets them free. Nice in quotes. Hey, when we come back, we're gonna find out. an article about Democrats. Do they need President Biden now? They did back in 2020, but what about now? You'll find it surprising. Stay with the family. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Jesse, we must have hit a nerve. My phone is burning up with tech. <laughs> People are going, yeah, man, this is so true. I mean.
0: Terry, I want, I want to put in a small wow. little clip that our engineer has on. Right. It's on Joe Biden saying what marriage is. Yeah,
1: back in uh, 20 years ago, right?
0: Yeah, Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip of Joe Biden?
1: It's amazing.
0: The president used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The defense of marriage act where we've all voted not where i voted and others said look marriage is between a man and a woman and states must respect that nobody's violated that law there's been no challenge to that law why do we need a constitutional amendment marriage is between a man and a woman what's the game going on here
1: <laughs> amazing that's a politician go ahead
0: <laughs> yeah that's a politician they'll say anything. anything to anybody it's based on their audience Joe Biden flips, he flip-flops more than a pancake, okay? Democrats uh, needed Biden in 2020, but now they need him to go away. (laughs) In rapid fashion, since the first report about President Joe Biden's mishandling of of classified documents dropped, very little has added up. In rapid fashion, we learned that Biden's lawyers had located a batch of classified documents in the president's Washington, D.C. think tank, shortly before the midterm elections. They then discovered a second batch of highly sensitive material in the garage of his Wilmington, Delaware residence and revealed that additional documents were found inside the home. Before we knew it, Attorney General Merrick Garland had appointed a special counsel to take over the investigation from the U.S. Attorney John Lausch Jr. First, it was odd that Biden's top lawyers were personally searching his old office. And second, it was surprising that they immediately alerted the National Archives and Records Administration as they claimed to have done. After all, knowing the media firestorm that would would surely ensue, why wouldn't his personal attorneys, who ostensibly have their clients' best interests in mind, try to settle the matter quietly on their own? Now, I'm not saying that it would have been right to bypass the NARA officials. But since when are the Democrats worried about playing by the rules? <laughs> it all feels very contrived. Yep. As far as Biden's alleged transgressions go, the discovery of a handful of misplaced documents seems the least of them. But there's a reason this scandal is playing out now. And that reason could very well be that his party
1: wants to prevent him from running for re-election. Before we continue, Jesse, I won't that play the clip. That makes to me. Oh yeah, I won't play the clip, but we got a clip that Biden says, "I can't believe President Bi- President oh, Trump yeah. would be so irresponsible yes. by putting these documents in his home," and that's that's a clip on YouTube. Ah. I guy saw it. My, my point I'm making is, they're said set, he's setting set up here, you know that this is going to be his downfall. Biden was. A useful pawn in the 2020 election and has served democrats well thus far just centrist enough to convince voters who were tired of the former president donald trump that he'd be a welcome swing back to the middle hmm. but not centrist enough to resist the leftist impulses of his party biden is exactly what democrats needed him to be but now it appears they would like him to go away and Jesse, this quote from Rush Limbaugh's goal, say it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the,
0: the late, the late Ru- yeah, the late Rush Limbaugh warned in December 2020. Yeah, I remember just, him saying that. Just two months prior to his death, that Biden would eventually be ousted by the regime yep. that propped him up in the first place. Yep. Wow. I know. I remember him saying that. He told listeners that Biden would serve at the pleasure of Barack Obama. And if Obama gives the green light to Democrats to take Biden out, there will be ample evidence that Biden has lied about his knowledge. His family was selling his name and office with his permission. Wow. Here's my comment.: Biden, Biden was a centrist, and you know Richard showed us shared oh, with yeah. us that clip, "The Engineer." Yeah, yeah. early on, 20, 30 years ago. <clears throat> everybody looked at him as good old Uncle Joe. Mm-hmm. You know But now he's veered hard left.: Oh yeah. And most conservatives believe that Obama is the man behind the curtain pulling Biden's string. You could see Obama on YouTube actually taking credit for this. To me, what we're living in right now is the third Obama term. This is Obama's shadow government.
1: Wow. And Jesse, this is what's so interesting that we're living through something like this. But Whether Biden's old boss is involved in the document scandal is far from clear. I get that. But former members of the Obama administration undoubtedly are. Dana Rumos, for example, a lawyer who worked in the Obama White House as the deputy assistant to the president, was one of the attorneys assigned to oversee Biden's vice presidential records. Isn't mm. that interesting? Continue, Jess. I'm not. The, tom- the
0: timing of DocuGate <clears throat> is also suspect. Yeah. The classified material was discovered on November 2nd. Too close to the midterm elections oh, to be yeah. reported due to the Department of Justice policy concerning election interference. It wasn't until January 9th that the public learned of Biden's scandal, a two-month reprieve that allowed Democrats and unfortunately some Republicans to ram through their reckless and wasteful $1.7 trillion omnibus bill while they still had the House majority. And why did Garden appoint a special counsel? The obvious he answer is because he'd already appointed one yeah. for Trump yeah. and would have looked incredibly partisan yeah. if he hadn't done the same for Biden. Uh, here's my take on that. I think Trump will be completely exonerated, in my opinion, because Biden is accused of the same of the same uh, infractions uh, and even worse. And they're never going to prosecute Biden like they didn't prosecute Hillary Clinton, uh Therefore, they're going to have to exonerate Trump from all these, you know, whatever charges they wanted to bring up against him. Uh, And I'm sure right now that the left is experiencing heartburn, knowing that Trump will suffer no consequences because Biden and Hillary Clinton, their infractions were a lot
1: worse. And, Jesse, here's another turn. While we were on the air today, I just got news. Vice President Mike Pence discovered classified documents in Indiana's home. And Pence informed Congress today, Tuesday that he found these documents bearing classified markings on his Indiana home uh, back on January 16th. So Biden's now it's just going to add even more with with this, that that the vice president is saying he's had it. So this this saga keeps going on. Mm. But, but I think, Jesse, I don't think any of this is just by chance. I think this is all being orchestrated. That's my take, Jesse.
0: Yeah, it ends here. It says, but Merrick Garland also knows that the House Select Subcommittee... On the weaponization of the federal government is about to shine a bright spotlight on the DOJ. The two special counsel investigations will provide the agency with a legitimate excuse to withhold document requests from GOP lawmakers. At this point, all we can do is speculate. But one thing is undeniable. Biden is a far weaker president and presidential candidate oh, yeah. than he was two months ago. Perhaps that's the point.
1: I would even All, go ahead. Yeah. I All I w-
0: want, Terry, is justice. Of course we do. I want justice. Like the Bible says in Daniel chapter nine, verse seven, it says, Justice, O Lord, is on your side. And Matthew chapter five says, Blessed are those who thirst for justice. Mm-hmm. Theirs is the kingdom of God. All I thirst for is justice, Terry.
1: But one good thing came comes out of this, in my opinion, Joe, is he'll become a lame duck. These next two years that he's in, people are starting to realize more and more. Uh, you know, that, uh, I, and I, I'll say this, Jesse, this is on the other topic side is that think about the number of Catholics who voted for this man two years ago when he was elected, supposedly. But how many even priests and bishops who were supporting Biden? Mm-hmm. I mean, this doesn't, you, you, that's not erased when you're at the time of your exit interview. All of the things that we do, this is what's interesting, Jess. We're here, we are in our 60s. Everything we've done in our life, will be accountable at our exit interview. The people we voted for, the, the think good and the bad, it all comes out at the end.
0: Everything that came out of our mouth,
1: all our all actions. That. That's scary. I mean, our obedience yeah. or
0: lack of obedience to the gospel. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the catechism says in paragraph 2487, it says this, every offense committed against justice and truth entails the duty of reparation. Mm. So b- Biden yes. has... It's just not a matter, Terry, of like, oh, at the very last second, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't work that the way. The catechism says that our sin, it requires the duty of reparation. Yes. The duty of reparation when you offend other people, offend nations through your laws, mm-hmm. uh, you have a moral obligation to make reparation. Venerable Fulton Sheen said the following, quote, God has created another world to correct the injustices of this one well said and i'm telling you the wheels of justice grind slowly mr biden but they grind to find powder and since uh since since corrupt politicians like biden they don't obey the internal law of the holy spirit poured into their hearts at baptism uh and because they don't obey the internal law that god has given them through the sacraments much less will they obey the external law uh that's written down by men
1: well said and and again jesse this is uh a, a what our lady said about reparations she said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices i want to pray for president biden for his conversion because can you imagine if he and him and and but and pelosi and all these other people say you know what i repent i'm gonna i'm gonna go the rest of my life on bread and water to make reparation for my sins just like like um uh, the uh, uh, Bill uh, Nathanson, Bernard Nathanson, the doctor who performed 75,000 abortions. He spent 30 years late at late in his life, the last 30 years, making reparation for those sins he committed through killing innocent life. I want to see Biden. I want to see all. Of, why? Because I don't want to see anybody go to hell, Just as much as, you know, I, I just, I want everybody to get to heaven. So right. what do I do? I pray. And I also will tell you or whoever I meet. It's, it's, it's salvation comes through Jesus Christ and our obedience to him and, and mm-hmm. doing the will of, of his father. This is what we talked about earlier in the gospel. Wow, Jess. Yeah. Much more here on the Terry and Jesse show. I hope this hour that you spend with us inspires you to fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ and his bride's church because when we come back from the break, wait to hear what we have to say about marriage. That's going to knock you off the horse. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show to join the conversation call 888-526-2151. Now here's Terry and Jesse.
0: The Catholic church. <laughs>
1: this is great.
0: Has the lowest divorce rate of any religion on planet earth. And in fact, there's actually a divorce free city in the world. This article was written back in 2019. It's uh, it reads, the family is one of the, mo- of the institutions most affected by the crisis in our decadent times. Religious and moral sentiments have practically disappeared as if torn to bits. The divorce rate is overwhelming. An estimated 50% of marriages fall apart. Added to this, there are illicit unions which are common and seemingly without consequences. That is why it does so much, to, to, it, it does so much good to hear, mm-hmm. lo and behold... That despite the malice of the times, there's a city in this world that has not surrendered to universal depravity and in which family bonds are so strong that there is no record of divorce. This privileged city is Siroki Rizeg, located in Bosnia. It's approximately 26,000 inhabitants of Croatian origin have always been ready to defend their Catholic faith, even in the face of the worst adversities. This is what happened, for example, (laughs) during the Muslim invasion centuries ago. Then the country fell under the boot of atheist communism when the faith was tested in every possible way. Reports from several trusted, trusted Catholics sites say that Siroki Rejeg is remarkable for in the collective memory of all, there has never been a single divorce among the Croatian Catholics of The city. What's their secret? You're going to be amazed. Continue, Jess. So what's their explanation for this remarkable fact? Yeah. First, consistent with this profound Croatian tradition, the population of the city is almost 100% Catholic and they live their faith very seriously. Number one, Hmm. they consider it a point of honor to defend the indissolubility of marriage and the monogamous family formed by the union of of a man and a woman as stated in their country's constitution, with the blessings of Holy Mother Church. However, what marks this profoundly religious attitude is that they see marriage as a cross, indissolubly united to the cross of Christ. This leads spouses to face their union without romanticism, mm-hmm. false expectations, or illusions realistically they know that in this valley of tears everyone has defects there is no mutual understanding without a mutual exercise of patience Mm. the catholic view of marriage is is what prevents the incidence of divorce and separations in this country however this attitude finds expression finds physical expression in a custom during their married life The the spouses find strength by praying together before the crucifix they hold together during the religious wedding ceremony. In this ceremony, the priest blesses the crucifix presented by the bride and groom. He places the bride's right hand upon the cross, then that of the groom upon hers, and covers them with a stole. The couple then makes their vows with their hands clasping the crucifix. The priest tells them that they that they have found their ideal partner. With whom, they share their li- with whom they must share their lives with the following words, quote, You have found your cross. It is, a, it is a cross that you must love and take with you every day of your lives. Know how to appreciate it, close quote. After kissing the cross, the spouses enthrone it in a place of honor in their homes, showing their profound belief that a family must be born of the cross. When trials, misunderstandings, disagreements, and difficulties common to all marriages arise, both spouses kneel before the crucifix and the unwavering faith, and with unwavering, and with unwavering faith, ask for strength to endure them. For our Lord's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm. This attitude is consistent with the belief that the cross will give them the strength to overcome daily trials if they grounded their marriage on it, the cross. The spouses are cleanly aware that if one abandons the other, they will abandon Christ. Mm. Experience teaches that the source of perseverance through which they will gain eternal life can only come through the cross of Christ rather than any other external factor. The children born of these strong unions learn from a tender age to venerate the family crucifix and direct their early prayers to the cross. In this way, these Catholics learn to practice from an early age that which the immortal Portuguese author Luis de Camos already celebrates with the, with the words, quote, Thou who carefully looks for rest in this, tem- in this tempestuous sea of the world Do not expect to find any rest except in Jesus Christ crucified. Amen. Children thus acquire a consistent formation to face the vicissitudes of life with a supernatural spirit.
1: The changes of life. You got it. Life is full of adjustments. Jesse, I have a priest friend of mine. When he read this article years ago, it was a little similar article. What he started doing is when he would interview the bride and the groom... He would call him into the room separately, and he'd say for the guy, okay, dude, sit down, let me tell you about, uh, so tell me about you know your marriage. Okay, I want to get married, Father. He said, okay, are you willing to, and he pulls a crucifix, and die to yourself like our Lord died on the cross and make sacrifices for your wife? Yes or no? And most of the guys, he tells me, they look at Father and go, Father, what? I thought I just was going to marry the girl. I'm not going to die on a cross. No, you're dying to yourself, dude. If you don't accept that this, I'm not gonna get you, I'm not gonna marry, you, I'm not gonna prove this. You have to understand that uh, you need to lose yourself and give yourself totally to your wife and not hold anything back. Are you gonna do that or not? If you're not, the door, get out. Next. And I wow. thought that this was a very good way of getting someone set up because, you know, people think, oh, I'm just gonna get married, you know, everything's gonna be fine. No, no. You have to, this is your cross. And think about this, Jesse. Your salvation, my salvation, is tied deeply into my fidelity to my wife, Mary Danielle. And Anita and you are tied into your salvation. Mm. Jess Romero will not be saved unless he fulfills his duties as a married man to his wife in -hmm. a very heroic way. End of story, Jess.
0: Yeah. That's why uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen once wrote, and Terry repeats this all the time. He says, your love will not last because you are strong. It will last because you have the power to renew your marriage. Amen. Here's a good action item yes. for all the married couples out there. Go go on the internet and, and just type in the exchange of Catholic wedding vows. Yep. That's called the consent. Remember, as Catholics, without us saying these sacred words and these solemn vows, recited in the presence of God, a Catholic priest, and, and the marriage won't happen. Yep. So think about this. Do this at least once a year with your wife, with your husband. Once a year, maybe your your wedding anniversary, go on your iPhone, type in Catholic wedding vows, consent on your iPhone. Look at your wife during your anniversary once a year and say, I, Jess Romero, take you, Anita, to be my wife. Uh, I promise to be true to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. Think about renewing your vows at least once a year, like Fulton Amen. Sheen says so. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, and, ha- and she'll do the same thing. Then you give her the iPhone, then she yep. will say, I need to take you Jess, for my lawful husband to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. Uh, you know, there's different versions of the vows, but it's a good practice to renew the vows, as Fulton Sheen says, yep. at least once a year, because what is marriage? In in marriage, God says a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one flesh. So marriage requires you to leave your parents, cleave to your wife, and believe in Jesus.
1: And I will mention that we have three to get married as a download for any of our listeners. Go to vmpr.org or call 877-526-2151. It's a great book on marriage. Send it to your daughter, your son, even if they've been married for years. Three to Get Married is the book I tell couples. I just met with a couple on Friday thinking about getting married. Hey, get get a, get a Fulton Sheen's Three to Get Married. And then like I say, if you want to make a donation, great. If you don't, that's fine, too. I want you to get Three to Get Married because, as St. John Paul II said, the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. So strong marriages, strong families, strong culture. We're living in the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. We need strong family life, Jess.
0: Yes, uh, Catholic marriage is it. Uh, Fulton Sheen says marriage has three rings. Oh, he yeah. says the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and suffering. <laughs> he says learn to wear the last one for Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday, folks.
0: Yeah, you know the the sacrament of marriage. It's distinct from the the secular woke Hollywood. You know, yeah. this type of marriages who believe that love is just a feeling.
1: Yeah, give me a point. And
0: when the feelings fade, so does the commitment. No, love in Catholicism is an act of the will. Exactly.
1: And they it's come. an act
0: of the will that we make every single day, Terry.
1: Well, Jesse, you got me all excited. I'm going to go ask my I'm going to give my renewal <laughs> bonds when I get home. I've been out of town for a couple of days, so I think that's a good thing. And Jesse, I want to just remind everybody, again, what we're doing here at Virgin Most Powerful is giving you the antidote to the culture of death here with the culture of life. We're giving you the gospel. We're giving you inspiration that should give you a commitment to stand up for Jesus, especially in the culture that we live in right now where people don't want to stand up. We need more foot soldiers, men and women, who are willing to share the gospel in season and out.
0: That's right. And uh, Dr. Janet Smith, uh, years ago, she wrote a, a, in her a book called Humanae Vitae, A Generation Later. Yep. In that book, she says that practicing Catholics uh, have a uh, a less than 1.4% divorce rate. Uh, she says it goes from be, be, between 1.4% to 4.2%. That's the, In other words, that's the lowest divorce rate amongst any other religion. Steve Wood, in his book called Christian Fatherhood, he says... Uh, Catholic divorce rate is under 5%. So uh again as Catholics if you're having marital problems call Retrovi. That's it. It's a ministry for troubled Catholics for troubled marriages run by Catholics for Catholics Retrovi it's the most successful marriage ministry in the world for marriages that are in trouble. And it's so effective that even many Protestants send their couples to this retreat, Terry.
1: Absolutely. I've, I've been sending people there for years.
0: Yes, what yep. state should
1: we be living in, brother?
0: State of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying.
1: Remember we talked about it earlier about reparation, atonement for our sins. Our lady said it well at Fatima. She said souls are going to hell because no one is there. to make reparation to pray for their souls so they can get to heaven and get the graces they need. I'm going to pray for President Biden Nancy Pelosi and any of the other high profile Catholics, because I want them to return back to the bosom of the church, because they're outside of the church because of their actions. May God richly bless you and your family.